a moment or two to the angry young man With his foot in his mouth and his heart in his hand He's been stabbing the back, he's been misunderstood It's a comfort to know his intentions are good And he sits in a room with a lock on the door With his maps and his medals laid out on the floor And he likes to be known as the angry young man Hey, uh, welcome back again, and uh, you're now listening to the voice of a homeowner. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I thought that um, a couple episodes ago, I thought that uh, my stress was going to be gone by this episode because uh, I just closed on my house, and the last two episodes were recorded while I was in the middle of going through the house buying process, which was very stressful. And I was, uh, I was tremendously mistaken. I mean, now I have to go out and purchase a refrigerator and a microwave and a washer and a dryer. I have to paint uh, walls in my house and uh, match paint and find extra paint. Um, I don't think my car fits in the garage that I just purchased because uh, I have a big <laughs> car. So that's cool. Um, the first thing that I did when I got into my new house was use the toilet and I broke the toilet while using it <laughs> and then I fixed it, but that is a cause for concern. Um, positive side though, the people who owned the house before me, uh, didn't clean out one of the drawers. They did a very good job cleaning the house out. I'm, this is not a complaint. It's just a funny thing. There's one drawer in the kitchen that they did not clean out and it's just a bunch of plastic silverware from Chick-fil-A. So I, I have that. So I practically have been moved in already. I don't even know. I could. It's like I could live there now. That's all you need, really. Yeah. Mm. But um, yeah, uh, that's a big development for me. So uh, here I am with a new house. I'm getting into real wow. estate. That that is wild. I I'm sure all of us in the audience are. We're we're ready to have just an audience meet up at your house uh, any day now without <laughs> yeah. letting you know. Well, I've had, I've had like a, a bunch of people adoring fans just in my driveway. At last few times I've gone by there, and I couldn't even like park. It was rough. Man, <laughs> did you give out your address online, or did they just do they all have private investigators following you at all? <laughs> yeah, they just they figured it out. Yeah, I, I didn't release that information. I should I should have even kept it even closer to the chest. I should have purchased the house and never even gone there. Just bought it as like an investment. Should have bought multiple houses and, and just never let them know which one you're staying at. Oh, yeah. That's an idea. Hmm. Um, I have to go by later today with a tape measure to make sure I make sure my TV can fit where I think it's supposed to fit. And also so I can find out how exactly how big the maximum size I can purchase of a refrigerator. Mm. Yeah. Big plans ahead. Yeah, that that's it's important to measure some of that stuff out because at my house... Um, that I'm renting. I'm not cool enough to be a homeowner yet. But um, we we got a refrigerator, and we had this little nook where we thought it would perfectly fit in and then leave our kitchen pretty open. And it turns out it didn't fit there. <laughs> uh, and so now we just have the refrigerator just, like, out in the kitchen taking up a lot of space, and we're not really sure where it should be. But it's, it's good to measure things. <laughs> it makes a big difference uh, for making sure that everything fits where you thought it would. Could you, um, what, let's come up, let's workshop some places that you could put the fridge other than where it is currently. Could you move it to the living room? You know, we could, that, that would be interesting. Um, 
I, I mean, it, it would be it would be cool in the sense that if you're in the living room, like I just want to eat this thing, you can just walk up right there. Um, if someone's cooking, though, they're going to be going back and forth between the kitchen and living room, right? Yeah. Hmm. Do you have a um, you have a, a mini beer fridge, right? Yeah, yeah. There, there is a. <laughs> there, I bought a mini fridge before we were able to get a hold of a a full size fridge. And we were living off of that for a while, <laughs> which was interesting itself. Uh, but now that mini fridge is already in the living room, and that's where we keep like beer and whatever else, like drinks. Because I think that maybe you could swap the you could put the mini fridge where the real fridge was supposed to go, move yeah. the big fridge into the uh, living room. So then you've got a beer fridge, a snack fridge, and then anything that like needs to be immediately accessible or exclusively accessible in the kitchen can be in the mini fridge in the kitchen. That's an interesting idea. Hmm. It's kind of, it's kind of out there. It's kind of edgy. It's fresh. It's new. It's a little <laughs> bit avant-garde, but I think you could pull it off. That is pretty edgy, but I, I, I kind of like, kind of like what you're, what you're pulling up here. That's, that's an interesting idea. I don't know that anyone's ever done that. That would be, that would be bananas to have. <laughs> have you considered moving the stove? And the countertops in the sink. That may be easier. <laughs> so just what you're saying is I should just completely tear down my entire kitchen. Yeah. And rebuild it in, in an image that I think would fit my needs. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. I didn't even know that was on the table here, but that you're you're really coming out come at this with an out of the box out out of the box? Out out of outside. I don't, I don't know what, Outside the box. Out of the box is the show. It was that kids show? Remember that? Is that? I don't actually. Was that like a localized thing? Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. No. What, what, I, uh, what, I'm thinking outside out, of the box. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of literally thinking inside the box if the room is a box, but um, really, I, I you know I might try that out. Uh, my roommates probably would hate it, but I might try it out just for the <laughs> sake of the show and see what we think. <laughs> I really like the philosophy of um, the idea of like, I know that everyone I know would hate blank, but for the show, I'll do it. <laughs> and yeah, really that, that, and that you might as well be saying, but for Zach, I'll do it because that, <laughs> that's about no, no, it. Yeah, it's true. Cause to be clear, no one, no fans of the show were like, man, like if only Paul would move his fridge, we would be even bigger fans or tell more people about the show. This is exclusively uh, just for you. <laughs> right. Which I am very flattered by. Well, good. Um, this is, uh, well, I guess it's 48. Is that true? I've I think it's 48. I have, I have literally no idea. It's one of those things where like you get so old, you don't remember how old you are. You know, it's like, yeah. how, what's my age again? It's, we've done enough of these to where I'm losing count. Uh, but it is up, 48. It is, it is 48. Yeah. I, yeah. I looked it up. So this is episode 48 of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Messman. Um, and I'm a homeowner, homeowner so uh, I can't stop saying that because as annoying as it is to hear, um, it's equally annoying to to um, have to spend all that money and then not get to brag about it. So um, if this is your first time listening to the show, um, Paul and I each have come prepared with uh, something that has upset us, and we're going to rant about it, and then we're going to um, take a topic that you have submitted, you the listeners have submitted, and rant on that uh, after we kind of draw it out of a hat, and then each of us are going to end the show by talking about something that made us happy uh, in the last couple weeks. 
Uh, the show's on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Uh, we'd ask that uh, you consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes or following us on Twitter at NotAllBadShow. And you can email us at NotAllBadShow at gmail.com. Uh, and if you were to email us there, you can get your rant read on the middle portion of the show uh, if you include the subject line random rant idea, and we'll add it to the list. Uh, I I have no recollection at all. I couldn't even remember the episode number, so I obviously am not going to know whose turn it is to go first. I don't either. Before we say that, though, Zach, do you ever do you ever say your name out loud and then you question if you know how to pronounce your own name? Because that... <laughs> You know, early before you went on the, the spiel about where to find this, I said my name. I said, I'm Paul Messman. And every once in a while, I'll say my name and be like, am I saying that right? Like, has that, <laughs> has that ever happened to you? Um, no, I don't think that has. <laughs> I can't say that it has. That sounds like a new experience. <laughs> Just every once in a while, I'll, like, introduce myself. I'm like, is there a better way for me to be saying this? Because there's no one that can tell me I'm saying it wrong. Like, I can decide how my name is pronounced, so why don't I... Like, is this, is this really what I'm going with? Is this really what I want it to sound like, you know? Yeah, right. Is this, <laughs> is this, the, is this the projection I'm giving about my name? Have you, mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm going to bring it up again. Uh, so you have to sign like a two inch stack of papers when you close on a house. And yeah. one of the very first ones they make you sign, like you're like literally writing your name for an hour. It's just signing paper after paper for an hour. And one of the, uh, papers one of the very first ones was uh this signature is like authorizes that every that we can audit all of your other signatures to confirm that one person that is you had been signing the documents and that's a rough one to put first because then for the rest of the two inch stack of papers you're like i gotta make sure my signature looks the same for all of these and then naturally when you're thinking about it of course it doesn't and so every (laughs) single page has like a different signature so um this may this house may not be long for my possession it it may be uh i may have to go to court over this because i i really (laughs) did honestly sign every single paper me myself i i confirmed that uh what i was saying was true and accurate to the best of my knowledge but if someone were to really take a look at the signatures i think they might get a little bit suspicious so in a way i know what you're talking about but writing not uh, verbalizing (laughs) that's a good point because like I, when it comes to my signature, I feel like I've just gotten worse over time because like I just every time I sign my name, I'm not even sure like like I'm, I'm one of those people who with my last name like kind of lets it trail off until it's just like a squiggle of lines like it's not yeah. really intelligible. Yeah. But I'm not even sure that I could sign my name clearly like in cursive anymore. It's just I've got a lot of like M's and N's in there. It just takes there's a lot of like little humps and like my hand just can't meticulously <laughs> show each of those individually anymore. So right. it just becomes gibberish. I'm, I'm, I think I've gotten worse over time at signing. We should abolish cursive. <laughs> I really like, I, I like, I don't like signing things, but I like initialing things. Cause I like to do, yeah. I'll do a, I'll do a zigzag for a Z. If you know what a Z looks like, it's the 26th letter of the alphabet. Just imagine that in your head. I, I write that. And then I do uh, like an, uh, a carrot, you know, like a, a triangle basically without the bottom for the a, but I just do, I, I sweep it over the bottom line of the Z so that the Z bottom line of the Z is the cross on the, across the a. Oh shit. So it's just two strokes and I get a Z a and, and that's my initial. And I, I, I think it looks cool. It's fun to do. So I'm a big fan. When you give me something and it's like, please sign uh, here, here, and then initial at the bottom of each page. I'm like, 
uh, boring, boring. And then I'm every page at the bottom of each page. I'm like, all right, cool. Yes, I'm into this. Give me more places to initial. <laughs> and I think that we can just abolish signatures as the last bastion of cursive. Um, just get rid of just get rid of cursive altogether as a society and move on to if you need a signature, you can just do your initials in print. Interesting. Yeah. I and initials are kind of fun to do. I don't I don't know that I can even explain why, but when I'm initialing stuff on documents, that's where I really shine. You're really you're gonna see better consistency and I'm gonna enjoy it more. Right. Um interesting. Yeah. Um Okay, well I guess I just I had to get that out of the way. I No, you're good. Uh, more more house talk. Um <laughs> I I'll I'll go first on okay. the negative rant today. Um and one thing that I've noticed since I've lived in Dallas for the past couple of years, or the Dallas area, I should say, to not offend people who are very particular about what they define to be Dallas and what they don't, mm. um, I, I've noticed that this is like the United States capital for vanity license plates. <laughs> and, and this is not the first time I've discussed license plate on the show. Uh, episode 23, the notorious drunk episode. Um, <laughs> I delivered one of my most impassioned rants over uh, license plates. One of my most, ironically enough, well-researched rants, despite the fact that I was like three drinks in when I started the research. Um, I really uh, liked that rant. Uh, so obviously license plates are kind of a mainstay on the show at this point. Um, but this is not necessarily about the design of the plate themselves, but rather uh, the what's printed on them. Uh, and I see... Everywhere I go, vanity license plates. Uh, first of all, I think that concept in general is pretty annoying. Uh, it just seems some something is very arrogant, selfish, narcissistic about having a vanity license plate, and I don't know what it is. It's It's like if I see an old person with a vanity license plate, I'm thinking, okay, you're you have way too much money that you know what to do with, and you're just throwing it at whatever you can throw it at. Or if I see a young person with a vanity license plate, I'm like, you are irresponsible and full of yourself, and uh, you wasted money that you could put elsewhere on on that on a series of uh, specifically chosen characters and numbers. I, I I don't get it, and I've seen some really bad, really annoying ones. I, obviously, the easiest answer is like your name. Mm-hmm. Is kind of annoying, but that's very like basic level annoying. It's like you know what your car looks like. I don't know why you want other people to know what your name is on the road. I I want complete anonymity when I'm driving. I don't want anyone to know. I don't even like seeing somebody or having somebody see me get out of my car in my apartment like parking lot. I don't like them to associate my face to my car. And I think I've probably mentioned this on the show before, but it's like if I'm getting out of my car and somebody sees me. And they now know what the guy who drives that car looks like. Now, next time I park bad, they're going to picture me. And I don't want that. I don't want them to be mad at me. I want them to be mad at like a nebulous (laughs) entity. (laughs) No, I agree. You know, it's funny. The second you brought this up, the thing about Vandy points to me is that I'm for some reason, my immediate anxiety is what if I break the law and someone is like currently if I break the law, someone's going to be like, oh, like it's a small Honda car. Like. Uh, the license plate, I didn't catch you. It was just a bunch of, like, numbers and letters. And the cops will be like, well, that doesn't help us. And then, like, case case just never going to be solved. But, like, if I have a vanity plate, then they're going to be like, oh, it's the guy who said 
too fast suck my D on his license plate. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, damn it, they caught me. Like, <laughs> I don't know That's why. Me. I don't know why that worries me that I'll be more easily identified. Or like, if I like cut someone off and then cut someone off the next day, they'll recognize the vanity plate. I don't know. Yeah. It makes me nervous. Similar, <laughs> similar idea. I think. Yeah. I, I just, I don't want, I don't know why you feel so emboldened to have your name associated with your car. I think that's a risky move, but I see other things too, that are like entirely too specific and like, uh, annoying and, and, and just stupid. Like I saw one that was like Xmas gift. Like, okay, you're, so you're one of those people from the uh, Chevy commercials around Christmas time where the couples wake <laughs> up and surprise each other with a new $80,000 car. That's you. Uh, and that's not who you want to be. That's not the person that you want to become. I've seen a trophy wife before, which is oh my gosh. <laughs> perhaps the most Dallas thing of all time is a, a vanity license plate on like an Escalade that says trophy wife. Um. <laughs> I don't really remember any like specific examples off the top of my head. You get a lot of like soccer moms and like I've mm-hmm. seen a, I saw a Lamborghini one time with the license plate broke B four, like shut shut the hell up. All right, <laughs> you you already have a Lamborghini. You don't have to like add on the vanity license plate, uh, self aggrandizement <laughs> message. All right. That that but, one. But was what if it looks really like all the, the other Lamborghinis on the road? Yeah, how am I gonna know which Lamborghini's mine? In the Walmart parking lot. Whole Foods parking lot's probably a little more accurate. Or they just get their servant to go to the grocery store for them. Um I, I wanna give a special shout out to two. And these two really have stuck with me as uh examples of using the vanity license plate power for good. Uh and I've tweeted about both of them in the past and uh, I, I can't shake that there are definitely some good apples out there, and I, I can't ignore that that some vanity license plates definitely deserve praise. The first of which is Blurp. It's just B L U R R P, like a belch sound. Imagine spend somebody spent money on the license plate that just says Blurp, and put it on their Honda. <laughs> or a Nissan or whatever. It was like just a little regular Japanese-made car, sedan. I thought that was a fantastic play. Uh, I really, really appreciated that one a lot. Because it made me one. I saw that, I go, huh. Like, objectively, surface level, that's funny. It's just a burp <laughs> onomatopoeia on a license plate. That's funny. And then I got to thinking, it really made me think. You know, you see Trophy Wife, you know what that person's entire life is about. You know everything you need to know about this person. But Blurp? The Blurp driver is a mystery. I want to know... <laughs> Is that an inside joke? Is that are they like? Do they have IBS? Are they notorious for belching? Like, is there you know? Was it a, a did they lose in fantasy football that year? Is, was it a prank? What is that guy's history? What's his story behind the blurb? Um, and why would he spend money on it? And why and why if he has that kind of money to throw around, which I don't even know how much a vanity license plate costs. I'm just assuming I think it's a few it's, hundred bucks. Okay. A lot more than it should be. I was correct. I yeah. was about to say a lot more than it should be, and, and that sounds about right. I I don't know. I Blurp, I was a big fan of. Uh, and then a lot longer ago, I saw one that uh, I'll never forget on the highway. Lord Guts, which is equally uh, provocative, thought-provoking for sure. Um, 
Lord Gut. I want to know what Lord Gut's history was, and I'm pretty sure that was on like a Mercedes G wagon or something, <laughs> which is almost kind of like Crime Lord vibes, but like Batman cheesy '60s Batman cartoon Crime Lord vibes. <laughs> I don't know. I want to know Lord Gut's story, and I want to know Blurp's story, and I want them to meet. I'd watch that TV show. Trophy Wife, Xmas Present, Hockey Mom, whatever. I don't need to know about any of those people. But but Blurp and uh, and uh, Lord Guts, um, there's something that's that's going on behind the scenes that uh, those two are examples of, of using that power for good, um, and that not all vanity plates are bad. Uh, and and I, I, if you're going to use it and allow me to kind of consider on it, think on it for a lot longer uh, than the traditional license plate would, then I think that's a valuable, uh, a valuable use of your time and your money. Hmm. Yeah. The, the, I mean, this is really confirmed in my mind that my goal with a car is to just blend into the crowd. I have a gray Honda fit, which is like the most, just like it blends into a crowd and that's exactly what I want. It's the color yeah. gray. It's just a typical car that you see a lot on the road. Like, I just, I, I, I sometimes go in a parking lot, I could see my car and still be like, where's my car? Because it's like, I, I, <laughs> I, I forget what I drive. No, no one even knows because it's just, so Vandy Plate like goes against that entire philosophy. So I just, right. I don't know. I'm sure at some point around like episode 200 of the show, I'm going to like admit that I've gotten myself a Vandy Plate and you can call me out then, but we'll see. Once you make it big, if you had to get a Vandy <laughs> Plate, what would you get? I knew this would come up. I, I, I wish I had a better answer. I don't. I, I, I did not know it was going to come. Up. I don't have an answer. I wish <laughs> I did. I haven't considered it at all. Well, I would consider it. I was just planning to ask you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I would do something really dumb. Like not maybe not quite as like juvenile as blurp, but like <laughs> just something that would make me laugh when I saw it. I, I don't know what it would be like. I don't know. Could you um, do like? Do you think what what where do you, where's the line drawn? Could you do like be Obama, and <laughs> could you do like <laughs> could could you do something like? Uh, I don't know. I feel like I I, I kind of like the idea of, of convincing people you're someone you're not. I mean, obviously, no one's gonna believe that you're Barack Obama driving the car, but you could, <laughs> you know, do. A, I can't think of a single celebrity's name that would fit on a vanity plate. I was gonna say John Leguizamo, but there's no way to get that onto a vanity plate. Some sort of like minor tier celebrity <laughs> driving around a Honda Fit maybe isn't a believable. I I I feel like my lane of humor would be an old beat up car and then something that like implies that I'm really rich. So like the opposite of broke before. Yeah, like or maybe like rich before on like a 2001 Honda Accord, um, <laughs> or or like. Some obviously this is too many letters, but like lawyer lifestyle, and it's on like a beat up car. Um, <laughs> Could you just do broke now? <laughs> broke today. I wish that the number of letters was or like characters you could do is unlimited because i would do just an absurdly long one that was like like this was a poor financial decision but i decided to do it anyways like in like the license ridiculous. plate it's like the length of the car yeah <laughs> or the font size is just like extremely small I don't know. could you do let me uh pitch a criminal mastermind move could you do one that says not there and then the police are always like you could commit any number of crimes and the license plate 
or the police are was like his license plate says not his license plate is not there. I, I already found a major loophole by just stumbling over my words. They could just say the license plate says not there. That's what's written on it. <laughs> but but maybe we're aiming for the lowest common denominator of cop who's just befuddled and can't communicate that well. Uh, you could do uh you could do nothing instead of not there. His license plate says nothing or his license plate is nothing. I, I wonder are are there rules about vanity plates, like about what you can and can't say? Yeah, like you said, like going so fast, suck my D earlier or something. Like that would not be allowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't do like boobs lover, because that, because <laughs> I'm sure that would exist if, if you could. <laughs> they, w- I would say this a lot. You'd see a lot more vanity plates if you could get whatever. If there was no rules. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I, I just was looking some of it up. You can do uh, seven letter or six letter. The seven letter is more expensive. It's $200 for one year. And then for like three or five years, it ends up being like $500. Oh, they make they make it go up the longer you have it. That's interesting. Yeah. So that is, that is interesting. I, I wonder like what this, in the Texas budget, like what this goes towards. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hmm. That's all I have to say on vanity plates. Uh, I hope I see some good ones. If I, I'll update everyone if I see anything that's going to be in the realm of blurp or Lord guts, and I expect you to do the same. Yeah, you want you want to hear just really quick little tidbit since a lot of our audience is Aggies. This is a driver's ed website, completely unrelated to A and M, and they said uh, the most expensive plate to date was in 2013. A Texas A&M custom vanity plate saying 12th man cost $115,000. Oh, my God. Cause, That's cause one it thing. Sold that we... at, it sold, like, at auction because there's certain ones that are, like, popular, you know? They're highly like, coveted. Yeah. Like Lord so, Guts. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so an Aggie paid $115,000 for 12th man on their car. It's very common to get, like, to see, like, Aggie 17 or something like that. Yeah. Or, like, yeah. Yeah, for some that, reason, that, Aggies seem to really like vanity plates. Actually, <laughs> yeah, one of our many one of our many weaknesses. <laughs> uh, what do you have right. for us today, Paul? Well, Zach, I've got a collection of a few different things that individually none of them really warrant a full rant, but I just they all, they've all got to get out there. Uh, That's what I do when I have nothing to talk about. <laughs> Are you... so, <laughs> so it's just a few a few different small things um for one i've been getting lots of uh fake accounts following me and messaging me on instagram um i don't, nice. I don't know why that's gone up lately they're all really hot women not wearing much clothes so yeah um this is actually the positive rant i, I meant to put that there that there's lots of hot <laughs> women trying to follow me on instagram right now congrats <laughs> thank you um Actually, like an hour before we started recording, I mess like I you know how Instagram like people have to like request to message you and then you can like yeah. accept in. So I I respond to like three of them and said hello, who are you? Like in response, like this one said hello, handsome man, which I was very flattered. Even That's if it very... is fake, I still felt good about it. <laughs> That's very bold of you to respond. <laughs> yeah, I'm, who knows? My Instagram might be hacked, and in, in as a result, who knows. Uh, but I've been getting tons of them. 
like for some reason i don't know why my instagram account has been like um like targeted but there's some very attractive women um who just keep following me i don't understand you you probably got listed on some sort of like a a hot singles now site or something there's a period (laughs) of time where on twitter i got followed by these bot accounts i would get like five to ten a day oh wow and i just blocked block 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 i just blocked every single one of them and uh eventually they stopped but i think for a while there my account was listed on like uh like one of those like like us and we'll give you 10,000 followers pages or whatever. And so I think I, I don't or like a follow for follow like social media scam I think I got listed there so somehow my account oh, yeah, was... I forget I forget that a lot of these are for like scams to get your followers up which Yeah. I mean I have for some reason a decent amount of followers on Instagram and I have to I frankly have to assume that about 50% of them must be bots at this point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I I don't even hardly use Instagram except to look up the accounts of these hot women who follow me. I just I also feel bad because you, there are pictures of real people that clearly aren't the person following me. So I feel I, bad yeah. for like the real hot women of the world who have their pictures used for fake accounts all the time. Now, so, part of that, I'm not saying that this is the correct response. Especially if it happened to you a lot. But if I came across an account that was pretending to be me because they thought I was hot enough to like lure <laughs> people into their catfish trap, I would be just mostly just entirely flattering above all else. <laughs> I'm going to start catfishing people with your pictures and just see where that gets me. <laughs> Good um. luck. My, I can't even catfish people with my pictures either. <laughs> that's a really good – it's a fair point. Uh <coughs> Yeah, sorry, I'm drinking coffee. It's making me cough. Um, anyway, where the name comes from? It really is. All right, so that, that's that's really all there is about that. It's just it's a little odd. Uh, I so I've previously sung the praises of movie theaters and that I enjoyed going to the movies. So I got to be honest. So movie theaters opened back up in Texas a couple weeks ago, and I decided to brave uh, the, the the pandemic that's going on by going and seeing Tenet. Um, and I had such a terrible experience with theaters that I don't even know if they deserve to come back. Um, (laughs) so like, first of all, as much as I've been bragging on the seats at theaters, these seats were terrible. They were like a cloth. It's, it's like, if you imagine like those car seats that someone spilled so much food on, that's like crusty. It was like Mm. that. Um, I'm picturing like a a charter bus seat. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then the movie starts and um, they play the Ron movie for about <laughs> 10 or 15 minutes. And literally every single person in the theater simultaneously pulled out their phones or their tickets and was like checking, like, are we in the Ron auditorium? Everyone's just like looking around at each other, like what the hell is going on? So that happened. And then they finally switch it. So we, we were there for Tenet and they were playing New Mutants. Uh, okay. Anyways. So did, then now how how quick did it take you to recognize uh that you were in the wrong it was it an immediate realization or did you get like a couple minutes said, in and you're like it That's said right. Marvel Studios and we were like oh. yep like so like the second the movie started actually let me let me back up there was there was a clue which was before the movie started we were there to see Tenet and a trailer for Tenet played 
And we were like, that's a little weird. They don't usually play a trailer for the movie you're about to see. Right. So the, the, the signs were there. We just didn't put two and two together until it was too late. Like the, the wrong movie had started. And then uh, to top all of that off, uh, they messed up the audio so badly. Like it was so loud that we could not understand the dialogue. And like my ears hurt for a couple of days afterwards. I'm not exaggerating. Literally, I it was so that. loud that my ears were hurting. So with all that being said, uh, maybe movie theaters deserve to be closed down forever. I don't know. Maybe they kind of well, suck. Is it? Is there any merit to the theory that they're just out of practice? The, the, that legitimately might be it. Um, they're but, a little I rusty. Mean, I mean, they might be out of practice, but I mean, they, they, the entire theaters are like kind of literally on the verge of never existing again because of the coronavirus. Yeah. If they're going to botch the reopenings that badly, I don't know if they'll, we, we may not be able to go to theaters ever again in our lives. We'll see. Um, <laughs> wow. Bold take. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure other theaters are doing fine. Maybe it's just that one that was terrible. But I mean, I will say the whole time that I was there, like with the raw movie playing it being so loud that I couldn't hear and like it hurt my ears. Like, I'm not kidding when I say that. I was there with a couple friends and at certain points we were closing our ear, covering our ears with our hands because it hurt so badly as if we were like that annoying five-year-old kid who thinks everything is too loud. <laughs> it was me. like that. <laughs> but, so let me... Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, did the 15 minutes of New Mutants make you want to see the rest of that movie? Or were you like, I don't care. I don't want to see that. I knew I didn't want to see it first. I don't want to see it now. I've, I've, got, I've got to be honest with you. No, it did not. <laughs> okay. I was also just so furious. Like, <laughs> I was so mad at this theater for messing it up that I wasn't really giving New Mutants a fair shake. Because I was right, there. Right. I, was, I was really excited to see Tenet. Uh, which, first of all, I for what's worth, I went and re-saw a different theater. Great experience, and it is a really good movie. I recommend it, personally. But um, I was so upset about it not playing when we were supposed to be seeing it. I was like, this is my first time in theaters in, like, like I don't know, honestly, maybe close to a year. I hadn't been to a movie in a while. And so I was like, like I'm excited. I'm at a theater. And then they the, the way that my mood went from excited to furious within moments of realizing <laughs> they were playing the wrong movie, I... I don't know that I gave New Mutants a fear shake, but I was not impressed with what I saw. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Good to know. Just curious. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah. I I mean, I, I couldn't help but think as I was having that horrible experience that that would not have happened if I was at home watching it on my couch. But where you can control the volume and you can tell the TV which movie to play. And right. You can do whatever you want. Anyways. That's so. There's that. I I have one more topic uh, that I wanted to bring up that I'm a little bit annoyed about today, which is that. Um, so I I, I frequently wear noise canceling headphones or earbuds. Um, at work I do that, just because the the headphones I wear happen to have noise canceling. But also like it helps me focus because I'm I don't have like my own office, so people are always like walking by, and um, talking to other people and stuff to where it like helps me focus. Mm -hmm. And, and for some reason people seem annoyed with me lately that like, if they try to like talk to me that it, that I don't immediately respond because I'm wearing noise canceling headphones. And it's like, Hey buddy, that that's the point. I, yeah. I, don't, <laughs> I uh, it's supposed to block you out so I can focus on what I'm doing. Uh, this also happens a lot. Like, 
uh, on the street, if I'm wearing earbuds, whether they're noise canceling or not, like you just, it's hard to hear people talking to you if you have something playing your ears. And for some reason, uh, especially older people love to start talking to me. Maybe they don't see, uh, that I'm wearing earbuds. Maybe they, um, what's it called? Uh, maybe they're just from a generation that doesn't understand that you can listen to whatever you want, wherever you are. Um, but, and, and to be clear, I'm actually not annoyed that they want to talk to me. Like, sure. Like you're old, you've got nothing going on. You can talk to me if you want to, (laughs) but they, I'm just annoyed that they don't understand that I, when I'm like, Hey, I, I can't hear you. Like, that's the point of these headphones is I, I'm not trying to listen to the outside world. I don't know. It's, for some reason, everybody seems annoyed when when my noise-canceling headphones do their job, and I, I, don't, I don't understand why people get annoyed with that. That's all. I know in the past, <laughs> my dad has got has has said hi to somebody, and they didn't say hi back because they had a headphones on, and they're in a situation. I don't remember where we were, but they were in a situation where you would totally expect somebody to have headphones. It was like the gym or something. And he yeah. was like, well, that was incredibly rude. It's like, well, it's almost <laughs> more rude for you to talk to someone with their headphones on in a situation like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for me, it's, you're right that there are different situations at work. It's not that people shouldn't be talking to me. Cause usually if someone's coming and talking to me while I have headphones on, it's cause they need something from me, which is fine. But it's like, also I'm at an office where I'm trying to be productive and it like, you should take it as a, as a good sign that I'm not being distracted from my work. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, that's just an annoying experience. I also wonder how many times since I wear headphones pretty or earbuds pretty frequently, I wonder how many times someone has said something to me and I just completely ignored them and looked like a dick. I, I, I'm really curious about that, but I, that's one of those things that they'll show when you die, like the stat, <laughs> your stats page. I'm mm. sure that'll come up. I would love to see that stat. Um, yeah, I, I think that that's all I have. Just those three different things. The fake accounts, the the freaking movie, movie theater, experience. and uh, people getting annoyed with me when I'm just trying to not hear them. Do <laughs> uh, you want to do a random rant? I would love to. All right, uh, let's see. Uh, I, uh, have we done this before? Have we talked about LinkedIn before? We have, I think not we as have. a random rant, but we have talked about that before. That's that's kind of what I'm thinking too. All right, this one uh, is has is a call to action to read the email, so maybe it's a long one. Oh. Not not particularly helpful when I don't say like what email to read. No, I figured it out. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one comes to us from Alex. Uh, the reception, the receptionist in my one of the one of the several that we've had on the show, the receptionist in my office sent out a company wide email saying happy birthday to me. Only problem is it's not my birthday. This was like ages ago, by the way. This was well over a year ago <laughs> that they sent this. So it's it's about time that we get this email. Um, only problem is it's not my birthday. First off, there is nothing worse than people that you don't care about. <laughs> parentheses coworkers saying happy birthday to you second i had to reply like thanks but it's not my birthday which is awkward third now i have to do it all over again on my actual birthday (laughs) perfect example of why personal lives should never be brought up at work uh i so we have a birthday calendar in my office and uh it's like maintained by us 
Uh, it's not mm-hmm. like a company thing. It's just like a, the guys who sit around us have our birthdays listed there. And I'm very much into the telling people happy birthday at work because it's an excuse to uh, have treats. People like bring cookies or donuts. I always go for the donuts. Um, and uh, that, I think, is worth it. Uh, to me, the payoff is, is worth it there. But I also haven't been in a situation where I've been in a situation and I've been the one who was forgotten where uh, birthdays get missed and then everyone kind of feels bad because then mm-hmm. the next one comes around in a month and you're like, well, why are they getting cookies and donuts and treats when uh, my birthday was just a month ago and I got nothing? No one even told me happy birthday. So that's kind of a minefield. But overall, in the end, at the end of the day, you get uh, you get some food, free food at the office. So I think that's a net positive, I would argue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I recently had a coworker with a birthday and it was kind of a funny thing where I for me it's just awkward because I I overthink how and when to say happy birthday. And then it's like um so I didn't say it when I first came in because everyone was busy and then about halfway through the day I was like, "Oh, I never did say happy birthday to her." And then it's like do I just randomly shout to them like, Hey, by the way, happy birthday. Like that just feels very forced. Yeah. And so then I went like most of the day without saying happy birthday. And at the end, as I was leaving, I was like, Oh, I hope like, by the way, happy birthday. I hope you have a great night, which I think was fine. But it also was one of those things where it's like, they probably thought that I just forgot until the end of the day. But I, I don't know. It is a weird social like expectation that you have to acknowledge it it's weird knowing when to acknowledge it. And I I always do. I am afraid of like guessing wrong. Um, I don't know. It's true. I lost my train of thought. That's fine. I'll keep talking. Uh, (laughs) and then when it's my birthday, I like, I don't care that much whether people say happy birthday to me. I almost just feel more awkward that they feel the obligation to remember and then like feel bad if they forgot, you know, like there's, there's definitely been times I've had where it's like one person says happy birthday and then another person's like, Oh, like I, okay, okay. Actually really quick. That's another thing that actually really frustrates me is when someone else beats you to saying happy birthday. That's what I was going to say. When and I then lost if, you, if you say happy birthday, it sounds like you were just trying to like ride that wave of the other person saying it, and, but maybe you didn't actually remember. You like can't prove that you already knew. Yes. Um, it sounds like you just didn't care. And you're like, oh, is it your birthday? Like, I guess happy birthday. Like, that's what it sounds like if you're not the first person to say it. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, that's why, I mean, that's why you, you kind of... Uh, if you plan ahead and you know, that's why you show up with like a little treat to the office. You can be like, I see, uh, I remembered yeah. beforehand because I brought this. That's, that's, that's a good point. <clears throat> I think, I, I don't know if I have too much more to talk about when it comes to birthdays. I like, I just like the idea. I mean, it is a good point that you have to be like, Hey, thanks, but it isn't my birthday. <laughs> that, Could you, for, for this writer, I, I'd actually, that that is really awkward. What were you gonna say? Could you live like? Would you have to form a new life for yourself? I think if I was in a situation and somebody said, "Hey, happy birthday," and it wasn't my birthday, and they sent out like a company wide email, I wouldn't correct them. 
<laughs> and so then I might just live in this this like state where when I'm at the office, my birthday is this day. And then in any other aspect of my life, my birthday is the correct day. And I just have to <laughs> that's just the life that's been set out for me. What, what, I just I'm so non confrontational. What if your company had your birthday twice and then you just like turned a year older twice a year? And you you just accepted that. And then <laughs> you mean t- within your company? So within, then by like the your, time that like like after like a couple years of working there they think you've been there for 4 years cuz you've just celebrated that many birthdays. You just let it yeah, happen. Yeah, that'd be that'd be I wish they would I wish yeah. I wish they monitored job progress based on on age alone. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, you've been at the company for a long time, really long. You have a family, wife and kids, you're 40. And they're like, "God, when are you going to retire?" <laughs> you're way too old to be working here. I'm sorry that you were in that situation, Alex, like over a year and a half ago. It sounds like you made it through. I hope you're, I hope you're uh, bounced back uh, stronger and better than ever before. I'm proud of you for standing up for yourself and actually defending your correct birthday. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I can't imagine hitting send on that. Like reply all email sounds terrible. Would, would you that. would you reply all? Because that's bold to say to everyone else in the company. Like, actually, this person was wrong. So, or so do you I was just actually, immediately send it out to the individual person? I was thinking about it? that. I think I would tell them individually, like, "Hey, like, not trying to like <laughs> embarrass you from everyone, but it's not my birthday." But then the issue becomes everyone else in the company still wishing you happy birthday. So like, yeah, do do you you respond to the one person and encourage them to follow up and say, Hey, actually I messed up. Like give them some ownership to correct themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. That seems like the best option, but. And then later, so let's say that you just tell the one person you sent out the email, like, Oh, actually you got it wrong. And then everyone else keeps wishing you a happy birthday all throughout the day because no one else knows because they don't, they don't issue a correction to their first (sighs) statement. And then, like, a month and a half later, your real birthday comes around. And then they send out another happy birthday. And then everyone else in the office is like, now just wait a goddamn second. <laughs> now, who does this person think? They're not fooling anyone. Oh, you're, it's your birthday again already, huh? It just was your birthday. Which one is it? Because you're now just clearly trying to game the treat system. <laughs> yeah, that... Hmm. <laughs> That's so awkward. What, uh... Who? So, I don't know who's supposed to go next. I already forgot how we do the show. I, I Is think it, it's me. Okay, let's do a positive I, rant. Went, yeah, I think you went first with the negative, so I go first with the positive. Yeah. All right, that makes sense. Um. So this this admittedly is very similar to when you brought up a re- reality TV, but I'm I'm going to talk about it anyways. Okay. Um, which is that I have recently started to enjoy watching bad movies. Um just in terms of like they're not movies that you necessarily recommend to anyone but maybe you're with some friends who are like oh this movie just looks really dumb like let's just put it on and then laugh about it as we're watching and and it's it's a very specific lane because there's some movies that are good enough that when they're bad it's not entertaining like it has to be like actually pretty bad yeah (laughs) um like the other day with one of my roommates we watched like a horror movie from the early eighties and it was just really dumb. And we just kind of enjoyed watching it. Um, 
And then recently we watched uh, the creators of South Park made a feature length film that's not very good called Orgasmo. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I've heard of that. It's it's not good. I'm not recommending anyone watch it, but we had a fun time just like watching and being like, this is really dumb and knowing like, hey, these guys went on to create some good stuff. It's wild that this is how they started. Um, and so it's just like, I don't know. It's not movies that you would probably ever watch again. Like, it's not like you, you watch this movie. You're like, Hey, I, I can't wait to bring this up and watch it with someone else again. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a, it's a one, it's like junk food. It's like you eat it, you enjoy it during, <laughs> but then you're like, yeah, that kind of sucked actually. Yeah. That was um, a bad idea. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. It's enjoyable. I've started to enjoy watching, uh, bad movies. Um, man, I'm just, I'm all over the place today. I keep forgetting what I was going to say. I feel like a lot of the, a lot of the times it's a very, like you said, a very specific criteria has to be met. Yeah. It's like, I don't like movies that are intentionally bad to me. That's not funny. Yeah. It's movies that are, uh, like, uh, the killer clowns from outer space or whatever that, that old horror movie. I mean, it's not really a horror movie, but like that kind of stuff, like, uh, like, um, meet the Spartans. Was that one? epic movie yeah those are like they try to parody a bunch of movies at once and try to be like low budget and bad yeah yeah like i don't like that at all uh and then a certain level of like they have to be pretty bad but they can't be like unwatchably bad yeah and yeah yeah, i don't know it's it's a i i find it very because i also agree that i really enjoy doing this because that's again it's something you can talk over and enjoy with other people without having to just sit down and focus. But I am always a little bit, I have a hard time finding a movie that meets that criteria. It, it of is not hard. being it, intentionally bad. It, it's one of those things where it's like, I can point to like two or three experiences where it's like we struck lightning or we captured lightning in a bottle in that moment. We're like, and then you're like trying to recreate that. Like, looking through Netflix and being like, what movie looks like it's like so bad it would be good. It's like so hard to find like it, it's it's so hard to recreate the magic of when that happened the fir- like the first few times, you know? Right. Yeah, I yeah, I think that's a really good way to put it. But 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 when you do capture that lightning in a bottle or strike gold or whatever uh phrase I choose to use, it it's <laughs> it's 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 pretty special. It's like a good experience. Um I'd like to talk about uh, sunsets and oh. sunrises can be included in this too, because I mean, obviously that's a very basic uh, thing to talk about. Um, there was the, uh, a, the other day I saw a sunset that was absolutely stunning, like incredibly gorgeous. And uh, that in itself is a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that that array of colors is able to be created is uh, is fantastic and gorgeous and beautiful. Another thing that falls into this category, and you're going to see what I'm getting at in a second, is the moon. Uh, like when the moon is really big and uh, a different color, that's really yeah. cool too and beautiful. And the reason I like those two things, the main reason is, not necessarily because it looks pretty, but because uh, that's not something that you can capture really. Like, whenever somebody sees a beautiful sunset and they take a picture of it and put it on their Instagram story, it looks like dog shit. It looks like just a, uh, the sky. 
It's not interesting or cool or thought-provoking or beautiful. It's just a bad photo. Same thing with the moon. When you take a picture of a gigantic orange moon that's like mind-blowing in real life, it just looks like like an orange light. It's yeah. not that cool on on photo. Unless you have like a very specific and catered uh, uh, like set of technology that you can't really get with a cell phone. You know, you're not going to post yeah, your yeah. Instagram story using that high uh, high uh, resolution camera and all the lighting exposure tricks that you have to do, right? That is why I think sunsets and the moon is are are fantastic because they're just something that you literally just have to experience. You can't pass on that to anyone else effectively. You can't really tell people about it later because no one gives a shit. It's like that's like the most boring story. If you were to show up to work the next <laughs> day and be like, "Man, you guys see the sunset last night?" Like, no. Oh, well, it was a, a some of it was purple and some of it was yellow and some of it was orange. Okay. Well, it was pretty. Okay. Like you can't really you can't bring another person into that experience if they weren't there to experience it, no matter what you try to do. And I think that's pretty badass. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. You just got to be there, or you'd missed out. And I don't think there's very many things like that anymore, which is probably a net good thing, overall. That uh, if you miss something, you you can still in some way appreciate the essence of it later on. But yeah. that's not the case with the sunset or the moon. And I and I and uh, I think that's very cool, and I like that. And I was thinking about that this last week after I saw that very cool sunset that nobody cares about now because they weren't there to see it. That's a really cool story, Zach. Anyways, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And that's, you know, I don't see many sunrises, uh, both because I'm a lazy piece of shit and I, <laughs> g- given the opportunity, I'm usually waking up around like eight or nine. Uh, which, I mean, relative to like when we were younger, it's early, but still like, that's, that's not. I'm not usually getting up before the sun is up. And if I am, it's usually for work. And so I'm like, I'll like show up somewhere and then be inside for a job and not be able to just like relax and focus on the sun rising, even if I am up that early. Um, so it's not very often that I see a sunrise. Um, but I see sunsets pretty frequently and there is, there's, I mean, people, I mean, people love to talk about freaking golden hour, but like, I guess I'm not like really breaking new ground here by bringing this up, but like there's a certain (laughs) cool lighting right as the sun is going down because like because the sun is like traveling like through more of our atmosphere and all of that yeah because uh, it's coming from like an angle it's really cool like the way the world is lit like right before the sun goes down like right as it has already like passed the horizon like there's a really interesting lighting uh that like the the world just like feels different because it has that lighting it's interesting yeah yeah um i just think they're neat that's all they are um, they are neat that's pretty neat I saw a really cool sunrise the other day too, but no one gives a shit about that either. I just, uh, <laughs> it's not very often I actually get to appreciate, you know, that I actually take some time to notice, um, which mm-hmm. is maybe a bad thing, but there it is. My, uh, my little ode, ode to the sunsets and sunrises. The moon honestly hasn't done shit lately. The moon needs to step its game up. Uh, cause I, I haven't I, seen the moon do anything cool in a long time. I feel like it just like hasn't even shown up for work that dumb moon. Yeah, uh, really, really let me down. Slacking, yeah. Um, I think that uh, that's going to wrap uh, episode 48. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you can find it on Spotify, iTunes, Overcast, SoundCloud, and Google Play. 
Um, we ask that you consider uh, subscribing and leaving a rating or review on iTunes or uh, following us on Twitter at Not All Bad Show or emailing us at notallbadshow at gmail.com, particularly with your random rant ideas. We do need more now. Uh, we're getting down to where we uh, could start asking for more. You can email us there, notallbadshow at gmail.com with the subject line random rant idea if you have something you want us to uh, talk about like Alex did today. And uh, yeah, this has been episode 48 of Not All Bad, and I'm Zach Andrews. This is Paul Nesman. Dance like nobody's watching. Rant like nobody's listening.